Welcome to Testify It, where we are sharing the love of Christ and building people up through testimonies and teaching. Our passion is to share how God is working in people's lives today. Welcome to Testify It. My name is Christopher Wagner, and I'm very excited to be here today with a good friend of mine, Justin Tantlinger. Justin has a unique story about how God has been working through his life recently, and I'm just so excited to be able to hear it and share it with you. Welcome, Justin. Good morning. How are you, sir? I am doing well, and you? Couldn't be better. Awesome. Well, could you tell us a little bit, why don't you start maybe at the beginning, how you were brought up and and a little bit more about your background. Well, it was a cold night in December of 1990, no. <laughs> um, I... Actually, I grew up in the church. My mom always jokes, as soon as I was born, the first time I could have been in church, I was there. So I've, I was raised in the church. My family actually had a group that would travel and sing at different churches, and I was, I was a drummer, so I was actually on stage when I was two. Couldn't drum then, but um, that's when it all started. Um, I, I got saved. <laughs> I accepted Christ, said the sinner's prayer, when I was seven, and... I was always a rule follower, and I never wanted to get in trouble, and so it's kind of funny. I, it was kind of a clean um, upbringing, but when I was in high school, I kind of had a thought of like, man, my testimony's kind of boring. I grew up in church, never really did anything bad, and I had a, a youth pastor say, Justin, that's actually a really strong testimony, and I said, well, what do you mean? And he says, God didn't save you from being in the time of doing drugs and and sex and alcohol and all that. God saved you from having to go through that to realize that you needed him. And that kind of hit me. I'm like, man, I'm kind of happy I had a a boring testimony. And the other point that he made was that um, it's actually harder to say no to those things. Um, Saying no to going to a party or doing stuff like that because in the moment that stuff's fun but um it's it's tough when you're in that and hitting rock bottom to realize that you needed god and christ as your savior and so that's that's kind of my testimony um it's a boring one but i'm okay with it because i know that there's other people out there with a boring testimony and they might not realize that that's actually their testimony um so that's that's Justin in a nutshell on his uh, faith walk, as I'd like to say. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I know you've had some interesting things along the way, and I don't want to stop you from getting to your story, um, but maybe kind of walk us through from high school up until this point and some uh, ways that God has directed your life. Absolutely. Um, so when I graduated high school, I actually went to St. Vincent College in Latrobe, and I liked that it was close because I was very involved with my my home church, so it let me uh, go to college, but then actually Mr. Not wanting to get in trouble or do anything wrong, I would actually leave on the weekends. I wouldn't stay and party with friends. I would go and hang out with my church friends, and that that helped me through a lot of uh, the college years where you definitely could have been tempted and and, and fallen, but uh, I was blessed with the group of friends that kept me from that. So... At St. Vincent, I majored in finance, and I was blessed with uh, making that decision because actually right out of school, I partnered with a gentleman in a wealth management firm, 
and now I'm actually a partner in that wealth management firm. So he, he the Lord blessed me with, um, I've always been a long-term thinker, and I kind of decided in college that if I pick a harder major, it's going to help me get a, a better job, and it's going to make the rest of my life a little bit smoother, um, having a good career. And um, I really enjoyed the time I had in college, but I, I definitely was the type of person I'm always looking the next step. So I was like, all right, college is just to get that degree. Let's move on to the real world. Um, and actually, I graduated in December of 2014. And <laughs> side note, I actually went on a cruise right out of college, kind of like a graduation gift. And uh, crazy thing is, I met my wife on that cruise. My wife, Chelsea, very beautiful young lady, was from Minnesota, is from Minnesota. And we met on the cruise in January of 2014. And we were engaged December of 2014 and then married in May of 2015. So when you know, you know. It was a, it was a short uh, period. We dated long distance. Thank God for FaceTime. Um, because I'm not very good at writing, so writing letters, I probably wouldn't have won her over. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's kind of that's that's who I am, and I've uh, been married since May 2nd of 2015, so it's over four years. I know there's an interesting part to that cruise story, and it actually may tie into some of your points today. Uh, that's a great point. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit of the background <laughs> I, that's, of that yeah. cruise story? Um I was with a couple buddies on the back of the ship, actually in a hot tub, and Chelsea and her friend walked past, and one of my buddies said, hey, girls, come over. And Chelsea, being the smart, wise lady she is, said, no, no, thank you. She just saw a guy, a hot tub full of guys, and was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But what's crazy is she kept walking, and now I know this because she told me this later, but she felt God say, go, it's safe. You can talk to those guys. So her and her friend came over, and we probably talked for about an hour, but what's what made her feel safe is we actually just started talking about church and worship and just different um, things that involved that lifestyle. And she said what won her over is when she was about to leave, uh, one of my buddies who was a pastor said, girls, how can we pray, be praying for you? And when she left, she's like, wow, those guys are different. Fast forward three months, she actually reached out to me because we really didn't talk too much after the cruise, but she said, hey, I know you're going to think I sound crazy, but I felt God say, nudge, that it was safe to go talk to you guys. And when I got over there, it was safe because we just talked about church and how we, were, how we served. And that would have been March of 14. She actually came out to Pittsburgh for the first time in May of 14, sorry, 14. She moved to Pittsburgh September 14, and then we got engaged December 14, and then married in May of 2015. So, um, yeah, she she felt God say, go, it's safe, and I'm really happy that he did make her feel that way. Now, that would seem like a crazy story to anybody because it seemed like she was using what many would call godly wisdom by yep. passing on a hot tub full of guys, <laughs> and then here comes a voice, you know, that says go and that seems like that wouldn't normally be the voice of god and yet she was attuned to listen to that and god as he always does proved himself faithful that's that's exactly right so you're now you're married today you're a partner in a wealth management firm and uh tell me about the last few the recent few years of your life what what's been going on and yeah 
so I've actually been blessed with meeting you, Chris. Um, I, I, you're a spiritual father to me, a mentor, and the story that I'm going to tell is definitely correlated with the timing of meeting you and meeting our our group on Wednesday mornings. And um, there was a point where my I felt like my faith plateaued. It's not that I was backsliding, but I didn't feel myself growing. And at that point, that's actually when I met you and the guys on our Wednesday morning small group. And right after that, I, I definitely got more serious in, not serious in my faith, but um, the actual relationship aspect with Christ of reading more, praying more, which is always a struggle for me because I'm not very good at sitting in silence. Uh but um, that right there kind of made my faith stop plateauing and started climbing again. And um, that's kind of where that leads me into this, this story that I'm, I'm going to tell the, the time that I actually did feel God speak to me. Um, so if you don't mind, can I, can I tell it, Chris? We'd love to hear it. All right. So actually, um, it would have been in January of 2018 Chelsea and I were at the gym that we go to, and we were done, and she says, hey, I want to go tan real quick. I'm like, all right. So she goes over. She's gone for maybe two minutes, um, and then she comes back, and she said, the, the machine's broken, so I'm not going to be able to tan today. I said, all right, that, that's fine. We needed to go over to Big Lots to just get a couple things for the house, and so we go over to Big Lots, and we walk in, and we start going down an aisle to to get something and I see these two guys and they were they were scary looking uh they were dirty their clothes were ripped um I actually when we walked past them the one guy had a couple teardrops on his eyes or under his eyes tattooed which isn't always a good sign I've so I've heard um they were definitely not the type of person that that I would associate with um but we walked past them, and, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, I felt a, a, a heavy push, and I know it was from the Lord saying, I want you to go talk to them and ask them how you can pray for them. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> One, I'm like, dang, I wish it was a, an older lady, um, not two scary men, but uh, needless to say. So we started going around and Chelsea could tell that something was up because I was like kind of twitchy. Um, I wasn't sure what to do. And she says, what's wrong? I'm like, I'll tell you when we get out to the car, let's just get this stuff and go. And I just felt the Lord kept saying, I want you to go talk to them. And so we were in the one aisle and I'm like, all right, Lord, if, if they walk down this aisle, I will talk to them. Literally five seconds after I said that, the two guys come down the aisle, and I let them walk right past me, and I just, <laughs> I went, oh, man. So we finish up our stuff, we go up to the counter, and when I was walking up there, I, I felt the Lord say, if you don't listen to me now, when are you ever going to listen to me? I'm like, oh, man. So we get up, we start checking out, and I said, Chelsea, I, I got to go. The Lord's telling me to go pray for these two guys. She's like, well, do it. I'm like... Thanks, babe. And so I leave, and what's funny is she was checking out, and the person at the counter 
Chelsea was like, I'm sorry, my husband has our card and he's going to pray for these two guys. So she had to let the people behind us go in front of her, but she was okay with it. So I go back and I find the two guys and my heart's racing. And But it was, it was a, it's weird to say, but it was a peaceful race because I knew it was him telling me to do it. Um, not, a, not an audible uh, telling me to do it, but it was a peaceful nudge, like a, like a heavy weight on me. And so I go over and I walk up to these two guys and I said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I felt the, the Lord tell me to come over and pray for you guys. And I just strike up a conversation with them and it's it's crazy. The, the one gentleman said, I just got out of prison um, I, I'm trying to get to my daughter and my family's in Oregon. So we're starting to cross country. I, I don't know the background of that story, but all, all I know is he said, I'm just trying to go get my daughter in Oregon. And he had a, a friend with him. Well, it really wasn't a friend because he said, yeah, I just met this guy this week. He was on the side of the road and I picked him up. So it was, uh, that was, that was kind of crazy hearing that. So I just, um, I prayed for him right there and asked how could I pray for him and, and so I brought up Lord just have him a safe journey back to get his daughter and, and all that and at the end I said guys whatever you need get it food anything and they couldn't believe it and so I was walking back towards the the counter and in my head I'm like all right Lord if this is a test of money um if, it, if they bring up worth of stuff. I don't care. I feel like this is what you want me to do. And so I'm waiting for them up at the counter and they literally, they're walking up here and I actually have the receipt right here and it's the funniest thing. They had a two liter Mountain Dew, a, a, a thing of milk and a box of Frosted Flakes and that's all they had. And in my head, I'm like, guys, I just told you you can get anything you want. I didn't say that to them, but in my head, I'm thinking that. So, um, they check out and I actually, I went, I went to him to the parking lot and I prayed for him again. And they walked away. And what's weird is they didn't walk to a car. They kind of like walked behind the building and disappeared. So um, I'm not saying that they were angels or anything, but it, it, the, um, the Bible says that um, there are angels in your midst. And so anyway, that, that could be a whole nother story. <laughs> and so when they walked away, I'm like, this wasn't a test of money because they only spent $7.42. And then my mind starts going because I'm a numbers guy. And I'm like, well, numbers mean something. So I went on the good old Googler machine on my phone and I looked up um, verses 742. And the one that came up was Luke 742. And this is what's crazy. This, this, is, this is probably the coolest thing and... So I went to the scripture. Now, remember, this story is two guys. They didn't have any money. He just got out of prison. He didn't have any money to, to really... He could have bought something, but um, I just felt that I wanted to help them. But Luke 7.42 says, But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? And I read that, and I'm like, Wait a second. There was these two guys, they couldn't repay me, but I wanted to help them. It, I got chills when I read this because I just felt like the Lord, it wasn't, this situation wasn't testing me on money, it wasn't testing me on anything weird other than, Justin, I do speak to you, 
And if you follow my voice, not a, it, it could be verb, uh, audible, audibly, audible. It can be that, but it can also just be a, a soft or heavy nudge on on your life, and it's telling you to do something. So it's it's cool because I think he. No, I don't think I know that that God used this verse to just confirm that yes, I do speak to you, and when you follow me, it can it can help your faith grow and it can gr- bring you into closer relationship with Him, and. I've felt this many times after this because there's a very close relationship or correlation between the relationship I have with him when I actually get serious into reading the word and praying. And I've noticed in times where I don't do that as much, I don't hear him or feel that nudge, but as soon as I get into it again with reading and um, praying, I feel him. And I and I and I feel him speaking to me and guiding me and, and kind of nudging me to do something. So right after this happened, I, I I got home and I called Chris right away because I just wanted them to tell I wanted to tell him this story. And and this <clears throat> reminds me of the scripture in John ten twenty seven where Jesus says, "My sheep hear my voice, That's and good. I know them, and they follow me." And it is truly amazing that when we follow God. And we follow, you know, his direction, what he what he does, and what he does through us, and and for us, and for others. And I mean, from the the story of him talking to to Chelsea and how she eventually <laughs> became your wife, yep. and to this story, and and who knows where uh, God has led these two. You know, we talk about forgiving their debts from a financial perspective, but yep. he may wanted to forgive them fully for their sin as well, and yep. and this could have been a, a seed or a starting point for them as well. And he's just so good, and to be even part of his plan is amazing. Absolutely. I I thank you for sharing today, and I hope this truly blesses those who hear it and opens up their eyes and ears to know that God is still moving and still speaking to his people today. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you were truly blessed. If you want to know more information about Testify It, please visit us at testifyit.com. That's www.test.com. T-I-F-Y-I-T dot com. Do you have a testimony to share? We'd love to hear from you. Just go to testify.com and fill out the testimony form. You can find it at the bottom of any page on the site. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and truly want one, call out to him today. Decide to give over your life, surrendering it to him, and choose to follow him. He has already paid the price for your sins with his death on the cross. And he was raised on the third day and will give you everlasting life with him. You will be born again and he will place his Holy Spirit within you. Until next time, remember, you are loved by God and he deeply desires a relationship with you.